Welcome back, goddess, to another episode of Ethereal Girl Podcast, where we dive deep into the realms of psychology, energetics, and self-discovery. I'm your host, Rose, and if you are new here, warm welcome. I've been wanting to create today's episode for a long while now, but I tend to do things when they feel right intuitively, and I feel like... There's no better time than now than to speak on the wounded feminine. But before we dive into today's topic, let's take a moment to connect with my amazing audience. Last week, I opened up a Q&A on my story on Instagram, and I loved your questions, so I'm going to go through a couple of those for today's episode. Okay, so the first anonymous question is, would a high-value woman date a drug dealer? Listen, the short answer is no, but I'm not going to give you a short answer. I think that this is important for everyone to understand, men and women. So let's take this scenario for example. You're dating a drug dealer or you're in a relationship with one, right? And they're treating you like an absolute queen. Like they're spoiling you. Your family loves them. You love the way they treat you. They're just like, they feel so good to you. They're so good to you. And everything is just perfect. They are an amazing person. But the lifestyle that they live compromises your safety. And that's not something a high value woman, in other words, a wise woman would settle for. She is discerning. She's able to recognize when something poses a risk for her that might lead into a wrong direction that might compromise her health in some way, her future, her potential safety in the world. She's very aware of those things and sees his job as a red flag and rightfully so. So because it is. It doesn't matter how much money he has, he should be giving you queen treatment. Whatever your values are, they should of course align with what you look for in a partner. But when it comes down to a woman that really loves herself, that knows herself, that has that self-esteem and security in herself, she refuses to compromise it, okay? This is, in other words, the embodied feminine. So I feel like this question fits so well with this episode and what we're going to be talking about. At the end of the day, someone that is fully embodied would not look twice at someone dealing and really if you think about it someone that is dealing is not in their purpose they're not operating from a place of true inner power and living in their authentic truth they're getting by by manipulating others and profiting off of it which comes from a weak place in the masculine which of course is then mirrored in the feminine and you can 100 be certain that whoever is entertaining this person has wounds within themselves because everything, every relationship is a mirror and I'm going to be getting into this in the episode. Think about what type of woman is going to be attracted to this or entertain this at all. Someone that's willing to compromise their safety in return for a certain lifestyle or opportunity and whoever is doing this, of course, does not realize the queen within, the power within. You don't ever have to compromise your safety in return for a luxurious lifestyle or in return for some kind of material success that you were after. This dynamic can be very tricky in the 3D reality because it looks like perfection. You're making all of this money. You're being treated like a queen. You're going on trips, whatever. They can offer you the world. But I want you to think about your family. I want you to think about your potential children 
even if you don't want to have any think about your family think about your friends think about the impact on society this person is having think about your safety because you matter too as a matter of fact you come first and a high value woman i can promise you puts herself first and her safety first it's one of the most important things that she looks after okay moving on how long did it take you and how much research and knowledge did you have to take in to feel qualified to speak about this to others? I have the same mindset as you and I want to speak about it, but I don't yet feel qualified. Oh yeah, imposter syndrome. I think that we all go through this. It's a natural response that the mind sort of creates as a barrier to your next level. I always tell people when you're ready to step into your purpose, you will be challenged and this is one of the ways. All of this really just comes down to societal conditioning, our programming, right? And what you're doing is you're on the road to breaking that barrier and creating change for yourself. So it's very uncomfortable and you start getting kind of insecure. What happened was we were all raised to believe that we need a certificate or a degree to prove that we are qualified to do something when in reality it's just about experience and results. And think about this for a minute. There is never a right time and you will never actually be mentally prepared for the journey because it's completely unknown. But what you do know is that you trust in your knowledge, you follow your intuition, but as far as your mind goes, it will never be ready or prepared for the journey. And so your job is to just follow your intuition and go all in and bet on yourself and trust yourself. That's it. Because if you know you have that knowledge, the only thing stopping you from taking that leap is yourself. You'll never really be ready. I can promise you that. I actually started this podcast so sloppily. Like I didn't do a launch. I didn't do a trailer. I didn't do any, I didn't even have a photo shoot. Like I didn't do anything. I didn't announce it. All I did was press record and start talking and my dog was even in the background and I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to share my knowledge with the world and hope that at least one or two people listen in and find value in it. But all of this came about because I followed my intuition. It was that simple. Mentally, I was not prepared and physically, I was not prepared. I didn't have a mic. I just used an app on my phone and I talked in it like if I was on the phone. <laughs> so yeah definitely go for it if you know that you have life-changing value to share with the world and it just comes down to self-trust bet on yourself take that risk i believe in you if you need encouragement feel free to send me a dm i also want to share a little gatekeeped secret and psychology it's called the four stages of competence or the conscious competence learning model and these are psychological states in the process of progressing from incompetence to competence in a certain skill this is actually something that i use in my teachings how i measure my own skills and my readiness and how I measure the readiness and skills of the people that I work with and teach. So basically you go from unconscious incompetence, which means you're not tapped into your intuition. You have absolutely no self-awareness. This is the very bottom of the pyramid. And then as you progress, you recognize that you are incompetent. You're like, damn, I don't know anything and I lack self-awareness, but I'm going to try to improve myself. And so now you're consciously after acquiring a 
certain skill. So this leads to conscious competence. And this is where you start to move in the right direction toward the way your intuition is calling you to move. You're connecting with it more. And a lot of the people that I work with are actually in conscious competence. Why? Because they are applying conscious effort to trying to learn and acquire and master a certain skill. They're not quite there, but they're very self-aware and they're following and tapped into their intuition, but they're not at the level required to basically teach, which is a lack of conscious effort. It comes naturally. You're at a point where the skill is used without it being consciously thought about. And that's the top of the pyramid, unconscious competence, where you are totally aligned with your intuition. It just comes natural to you. And this is the point where you're able to teach others. You're able to give back and you know you're going to produce results and you know what it took to get where you are. And so you're able to help others and understand their place in the world. Just take the leap, do it because if anything is stopping you once again, it's your own mind. I love these questions because they are so aligned with embodied feminine energy. And so if you're listening to this podcast, I feel like this entire episode is honestly just dedicated to you, to those that want to embody their feminine energy, but have had some wounding in the past that has led to distorted thinking and all of these limiting beliefs and causing you to limit yourself in some area of your life. So if you are interested in learning more about this and how you can heal and transcend the wounded feminine to her powerful feminine essence and tap into your authenticity, this episode is for you. So let's get into it. One thing about manifestation is it's not about calling in a certain thing. It's about realizing that those certain things are easily and readily available to you. And it's about training your mind to allow, to embody the essence of I'm ready to receive. And this is where the conscious competence comes in that we just talked about because you have to make a conscious effort using your mind and using all of these tools to change your energy, to create a shift in your state of being, which opens the doors to new opportunities and all of the things that you are calling in. It creates this flow, sort of like this dam just completely breaking and all of this water flowing out. That's exactly what it's like. And so it's really interesting that manifesting really comes down to removing barriers, removing illusions that keep you from accepting your inherent blessings and accessing those different versions of you that have certain things that you are desiring to have. I have a very particular method in the ways that I teach manifestation and accessing your dream reality or your dream relationship or your dream house and your dream car and your dream money, right? Like I am very particular. I heavily involve masculine and feminine energies. Why? Because Think Adam and Eve. They represent polarized energy, making them two very important yet overlooked aspects in reality creation. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. One represents the negative charge in the atom and the other represents the positive charge. And the atom is found in all of material reality and anything and everything that you can possibly imagine and think of. And there is actually a unity of three in reality creation as well. And it's not too often talked about. But if you realize three is highly symbolic. Have you personally ever heard this saying? father son and holy spirit in christianity or in hinduism it's brahma vishnu shiva i believe and i know that in egypt it's osiris horus and isis now let's circle back and take a look at the atom there are three main components we have the protons the electron and the neutron so there is a third component and we only talk about the two why because this three is expressing as one and it divides itself into two in order to create and you can think of this expression of energy as your masculine and feminine so everyone has within them what the hindus call shiva and shakti you've got the destruction and the creative power of god within you you have the abundance to create like we talked about in the last episode and the reason this is so important to know not only in the realm of manifestation creating a new reality experience for yourself but also healing the wounded feminine is because when this creative energy is misused which is what's happening when you have wounds within your energy body it leads to complete destruction within your physiology your vitality it can show up in your relationships and many other ways throughout your life that creative energy that you have available to you is a big responsibility because any ripple in this any misuse of this creates destruction within your psyche psychological destruction it also creates destruction in your physiology it can even change your face i have worked with many clients that report face changes when they endure trauma and i have also seen facial changes when i work with them to process this trauma and heal that feminine energy but i do want to say if you find yourself self-sabotaging your relationships it does come from a place of trauma that's what the wounded feminine is all about it's about some kind of traumatic past whether that be from a relationship or your environment or maybe you grew up in a certain way that wasn't so healthy to your being i know a lot of millennials experience a very traumatic upbringing of course not everyone goes through this but some people with wounded feminine energy only know destruction and so what happens is you grow up believing that destruction is normal it's normal for people to fight it's normal for people to cuss each other out when they're angry it's normal for people to check each other's phones it's acceptable to mistrust because like how can you trust someone it's normal to try and control other people because how else are you gonna get what you want wounded feminine energy comes down to your past whether that be a relationship or upbringing and sometimes both so let's get into why we do this ladies 
we self-sabotage when dating and being in relationships particularly when we overly romanticize the love we have for a person and this of course happens when you put someone on the pedestal when you have someone else above you other than yourself and there are many women that feel guilty for doing this but what they don't realize is that creative power within that we talked about earlier that creative power within you comes first it is in charge of creating every aspect of your reality and including the relationships that you attract and align with. We form self-concepts based on past experiences. So if all of these experiences are predominantly negative, you might internalize a self-identity that aligns with these negative beliefs. And subconsciously, you engage in self-sabotage to align your external experiences with the internalized self-concept of not being good enough or of being too damaged. All of this really just comes down to self-preservation. You want to protect yourself from potential disappointment or failure. And so by undermining yourself, you believe that you are taking control and avoiding future pain. And that's really what this comes down to. Past wounds, they make us suspicious of putting ourselves in situations where we could potentially be hurt again. And subconsciously, you'll begin using self-sabotage behaviors to shield from that potential pain and let down. You may often even get to a point where you're like, I can't take another heartbreak. If you have ever found yourself saying something like that, I can't take another cut. I can't take another letdown. Again, this is coming from putting someone else on the pedestal. There is no self-trust. You've given the power of your emotions to someone else. And this also comes down to detachment as well. Your level of attachment is intense. And before I provide you some tips to transcend this, I want to talk about what this leads to and why it's so important that you address this. It's not just about living your best life as your best self, although I highly recommend that and I do encourage that. The biggest problem with the wounded feminine energy is that it causes you to repeatedly pick the wrong partners for you. Okay, you end up in this karmic cycle with no way of getting out, no knowledge of how to get out, and then you feel stuck and you end up questioning yourself, why do I keep attracting nargs? Why do I keep attracting people that break my heart? Why can't I seem to let go of the past or let let go of this person that I know isn't even good for me. You end up entering a cycle where you begin to actually gravitate toward men or women that make it even more difficult for you to have stability. Yet you find yourself willing to fight for them to stick it out longer or just, you know, just give it time. And you do this because it brings you a sense of familiarity and comfort. We as people, we tend to be drawn to what is familiar, even if it's unhealthy. If someone grew up in an environment or had a past relationship where they experience emotional neglect, criticism, or abuse, you will be attracted to partners who replicate these dynamics because they are familiar and feel comfortable to you. They feel good to you. They feel at home, even though they are harmful to your inner being and your creative energy like we talked about before in multiple ways, and it just perpetuates this cycle. And believe it or not, you also do this to experience validation and attention. When you have unhealed wounds from the past, you subconsciously seek validation and attention from partners as a way to fill the emotional void that you have experienced. And this draws you toward narcissistic people that can initially provide an excessive amount of attention and charm for you. And a lot of people call this love bombing, which makes people with wounds, right, especially women, feel valued and desired. Also, it creates this perfect 
perfect atmosphere for the narc as they extract love from control, just as you are subconsciously doing. And this is honestly why I just roll my eyes now at I'm an empath content or playing the victim to a narcissist. Like, baby, you gotta open your eyes and realize that you are mirroring each other. You guys are mirrors. This person that you are dealing with is a messenger to your inner being. Hebrews 13.2 says, don't forget to show hospitality to strangers for by doing so some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. The English word angel as we know it comes from the Greek word angelos which means to send and the corresponding Hebrew word is malak. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but this word means messenger. So yeah, the empath and the narcissist are completely interchangeable. Only one is unconsciously committing the act, which is the empath. Think about it like this. One is controlling relationships from the outside by avoiding vulnerability, which is the narc. And the other is controlling the relationship from the inside. Yet both are operating in the same fear. They are mirrors to each other and for each other. Both have a fear of vulnerability as it means to allow the healed feminine to envelope your energy field, which is a big change for the wounded feminine and a perceived threat to the masculine. Ladies, I've said it once and I've said it before that your relationships are mirrors to your inner being. They are a way to measure your self-worth and confidence if I'm being real. And the initial attraction is usually incredibly powerful and magnetic. This attraction also manifests as one having a rescuer complex. Many people with a wounded feminine energy field unconsciously seek to rescue their partners in hopes to heal their own wounds by helping their partners overcome their challenges. You often make the mistake of trying to manipulate the mirror, which is your external reality, and this happens when you abandon your own identity. And this will be mirrored to you by narcissistic partners who exploit this tendency by playing the victim or manipulating on your empathy. You are both playing a losing game. And this can also manifest as a fear of abandonment. Unresolved wounds also likely have a deep fear of being abandoned or rejected. And again, narcissistic partners often use tactics to keep you insecure and emotionally attached, which just feed into this fear over and over again. But it's important to note that picking a toxic or narcissistic partner is not your fault at all. Instead, it's a complex interplay of energies and psychological factors. It isn't you with any of these wounds or problems, it's your identification with it, creating this story for you, a story that you don't want. You're not even interested in it. You honestly are not. You don't want the outcomes that you are receiving from being in this state of being, right? And because your thoughts lack aligned clarity, you believe them. So now what? How can you recognize red flags when they look so green to you? That's the question. And it's important to recognize real nourishing love or if you're just entertaining a manifestation of your wounds, wanting something someone is unwilling to give you just because it's familiar and comfortable. And what's interesting is what they are unwilling to give you are usually all of the things that you most wanted or needed as a child or from a previous partner that you didn't get. And both are usually linked. The wounded feminine believes she is in bondage to her past and if you were called to this episode, I know she is so ready to free herself and break the cycle. I know that we will never witness 
or listen to something that we're not unconsciously seeking. So with that being said, here are a few steps that I personally took on my journey of healing my wounded feminine energy in the past. Become aware of your attachment style. When you're clouded in judgment, an amazing approach to recognizing red flags is having an awareness of your attachment style because it influences our partner selection. And recognizing your attachment style can also help you avoid entering relationships that might reinforce negative patterns and it's also a nice reminder whenever you feel you're returning to an old way. For example, I used to be an avoidant and I used my attachment style to measure my level of healing. Now I'm securely attached and only drawn to people that reinforce that security and confidence within myself. If you are anxious, you will be drawn to partners that reinforce your insecurity. So this is a really great tool that's too often overlooked. You can even do this with your partner. Like if you're in a relationship, find out each other's attachment style and work on this together. And if you have a partner, you're in a relationship, do this with them. Remember the whole purpose is growth. That's it. You grow in love. Your mistake is falling into it, but that's for another episode. I just want to sprinkle that in there. Stop falling in love and start growing in it. And this is one of the most amazing ways to do just that. Find each other's attachment style and how you can grow from it. Number two, be picky with your time and attention, babe. You have to be picky. It's as simple as that. Set boundaries with your most valuable assets. I think you know what those are. It's your time and attention right? Because this is where your energy is flowing. And if you don't think you're worth it, then your choices will also reflect that and your partners or potential suitors as well. You have to really sit down and assess your life, your habits, your hobbies, and your overall satisfaction with life. Are you looking for an escape with these relationships? Have you found peace in what you're doing and pride in who you're becoming? If the answer is no, then you'll see why you're trying to find comfort in others who might only offer temporary pleasure, not true happiness, not even what you really want. You're just settling. I always say, and I truly believe that the best rule to follow is not to even think about entering a relationship until you create confidence in yourself. Find yourself first. You guys, I created a free guide upon signing up for my newsletter, Femilixer, where I talk about the story where I locked myself in my apartment and I did not leave until I was confident in myself. And I did not allow myself to enter any relationship until I was confident in myself because I have an understanding of the fact that reality will mirror you, including your relationships. And if you need help with all of this, you need support, I'm working on something so life-altering for you right now. I announced it in the last episode. I'm just not ready to launch it yet. But until then, just sit down and ask yourself, are you a woman who is worthy of only fleeting pleasure or are you worthy of a lifetime of respect adornment, love, and happiness? What is your time, attention, care, and love truly valued at in your eyes? Forget about how others see you, right? Like, that does not matter. They're playing off of your energy and your boundaries. So how do you see you? You set the tone on how much your love, patience, and friendship means, not only to yourself, but to other people. 
you define it. And if they seem to take it for granted, it's because you've let them, you've let them do it without any consequences, like losing your energy and attention or your friendship. That is a big loss for someone feeding off of it, isn't it? If your energy and attention were my lifeline, you better believe I'm going to feel it when you pull back. And number three, I want to bring awareness to the responses you can look forward to receiving when you do this. And this goes for anyone that mirrors the wounded feminine. But men especially do not act unless there is a fire or absence. And if they don't act at all, you can bet it's because they can't benefit off of you. Remember the wounded masculine is mirroring you. So his aim is also fleeting pleasure, which your essence communicated was enough. That is something you were unconsciously willing to settle for, just to have comfort or a partner, just to have someone. But when you set boundaries for yourself and you don't play about you, this lets them know that you were not the right target. So create that fire, state your boundaries, and then create that absence. But really stick to it. Don't play about you, you guys. Don't do it. You are your word, and men in general will lose respect for you subconsciously or consciously, maybe both, whatever, but the more you keep running back and foregoing on your word, your value becomes malleable. No one, and I mean no one, not even you, is attracted to this because no one, not even the broken, desires this in themselves. No one desires the low self-esteem, low confidence version of themselves. Even if they don't yet have it in themselves, they do not like facing this in someone else because it's kind of like looking in a mirror. You just inherently know you don't want this. A man exists to conquer himself. He inherently knows that and this goes for women too and therefore pursues his shadow. We are all on a journey back home to ourselves and so we're all drawn to inner power for this reason. But you decide what you want and sometimes you just have to be slow burned on the back burner to finally feel the pain and learn the hard way. I know I did in my early 20s when I didn't even think I was worth two pennies to rub together. My self-worth was on the floor so bad, but you know, that girl is forgiven. Okay, number four, forgive yourself. And I actually believe this is one of the most important things you can do on healing the wounded feminine. Acknowledge the emotions that come up when you reflect on your present or past lack of self-love. The feminine who is not in her power has a total fear of feeling emotions. She is so scared that if she allows, if she opens the gates to feeling that she's going to go crazy or get sick and die. The truth is your body has been housing all of those emotions regardless and that is what's making you sick, not the other way around. Your body is aching for a release of these emotions. Process them, let them move through you and then let them go. Don't hold on to them because your body is not a temple for sadness, for heartbreak, for destruction. It's not. It's okay to feel regret, sadness, or frustration. These feelings are all valid and they are a starting point for inner alchemy as well. It plays such an important role in self-validation. It's okay to reflect and cry. It does not make you weak and this goes for men too. Many men have wounded feminine energies because they are trained not to feel that that makes you weak and so they feel anyway but they hide this from society and so all of the trauma gets stored in their body and they're not able to be the men that they should be or need to be for 
woman in their life. So allow it to all surface. Your feelings matter. You want to know how important they are? They are so important that they create life itself, okay? They create dimensions, beautiful new experiences. Your state of being, your feelings are what create your reality. Therefore, it doesn't make you weak. It's so deeply the opposite. The lies in your head just tell you that they are weak to keep you from change, from knowing your inner power. Think about it like this. How can we alchemize pain without even first accepting or acknowledging it? We are so capable of transforming it into power. And I say this from experience. I'm not just giving you advice or telling you to do things I haven't personally done myself. You don't get rid of this energy that you're holding on to either because energy cannot be destroyed or created as you know the laws of the universe. It needs somewhere to go, doesn't it? Only you're making that your body, but it does not belong there. A woman embodied in her feminine energy is an alchemist. So shift your story from one of self-blame to one of self-growth. You are so capable of that and recognize that your past experiences, including struggles with love and self-love, have contributed to your present wisdom and strength. None of it has gone in vain. Look at where you're at on your journey. Give yourself grace. Give yourself more credit. Look at what you're listening to right now. You're listening to this podcast just to better yourself. If that's not a self-love action, then I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but just recognize you can never lose anyone, only yourself. And if you had the power to give her up, you also have the power to get her back. When you stop listening to this podcast episode, when you close this out, I want you to go and write a letter to your past self and forgive her with compassion and understanding. She had no idea and yet it was all for a purpose, which is this moment right now, presently listening to this podcast. And as you write this letter, I want you to get detailed, get real about the ways in which you've grown and the steps you've taken to love and care for yourself in the present. I want you to start recognizing yourself, validating yourself. And this is such a powerful little step. Number five, let your alter ego be your bestie. Find inspiration in a woman that you look up to, right? She is mirroring a space in you that you can actually mentally fill. Anytime you have someone on a pedestal, you're looking up to them, it's really yourself that is reflecting all of the amazing qualities that you have within yourself and just don't know it. So there's a reason you look up to this woman and it could be anyone. Whatever you like about her, love about her, or admire and wish you had about her, her lifestyle, the things she has, or the experiences, this is a message to you. So reflect on this and free write the life that you want to lead as the woman you want to be, not the woman that you have been. And I mean in multiple aspects, her skin, her health, her body, her mind, her soul, her aura. Like what's her character? What's her way of life? Free write what's missing, what's good, what's ugly, and what you've been yearning for in the deepest parts of your soul. And since we as humans, especially girls, will only stick with habits and activities that we find pleasure and joy in, as we should, honestly, buy that aesthetic notebook that you've been wanting and just write. That's what I do. I love buying aesthetic journals and things that make me feel just prettier. <laughs> when I pull out my cute little journal and my pretty pen and all of the pretty colors, I have like this motivation to just journal. I don't know. I love things that make me feel good and I love treating myself like a princess, even in small little ways just like that. So 
right without limits, right without making it pretty, right without a plan, right until you have no more emotions to spill onto your paper. Let all of the words just reveal to you your next steps because only you know what you need. I can't tell you what you need. I can direct you. I can lead you, but you are the one that knows what you need the most. So start trusting your own voice. The wounded feminine does not trust her voice. And a great way to alchemize this is to start practicing this. Don't let anyone create a master plan for you. You are the master creator of your reality. So craft it yourself and exercise your own mind's creativity and logic. Don't look to others and do what works best for you. Look at your own raw emotions and figure out how you can be your own best friend. You will find that all of the answers you seek are within you. So how would your alter ego guide you in this healing process? What would she say? There's this trick I saw a while back on TikTok and I truly wish that I still had the video available to me. I don't know how to get it back so if anyone knows how that works please let me know but i saw this trick on closing your eyes and going back to a younger version of you to give that girl advice and you know exactly what to say that's what's so crazy like all you have to do is just close your eyes and think about all of the questions you had as a young girl or all of the things you needed and how you can give back to her in this moment from all of the things that you've learned so far and would you believe me if i told you that alter ego that you are designing the woman that you are becoming is literally that little girl her dream for herself the one that she looked for and the one that she needed it's been you all along not anyone else so number six on the days that you don't want to heal turn to your alter ego if and when you need it she will be holding your hand through the process until you get to the other side until you recreate your story because that's what this is all about close your eyes and imagine what her name is who she is how she looks what she wears and what kind of resolve is within her she's the only true woman that knows what's going on in you because she is you just the healed version of you. So she knows exactly how to get you over the challenges and get you to that next level. And when there are days you don't want to get out of bed, just ask yourself, what would she do? In my case, I would ask, what would the upgraded rose do, right? Anytime I just don't feel like it, I don't feel like doing something, I don't feel like going to the gym, that's my main one. I've been on a fitness journey and I have days where I just don't feel like it, especially when I'm in my luteal phase. During my luteal phase, I just got legs so I give myself grace I don't do the heavy lifting that I normally do but I just make so many excuses for myself <laughs> during that time and what helps me the most is literally just asking that question would your alter ego lay in bed all day Saturday and play a helpless victim? Would she think this is a healthy way to spend my day or would she get up? Put on some yoga pants and explore the world outside. She would definitely get up and even add a little bit of lip gloss in the mix. And I initially would get ready in a numb-like state as well. So it's not all about feeling like it, like I said, but it's about going anyways. And this is something that has worked well for me. So a good playlist, a nice outfit and the vision of future me just fueled me 
And then once I was out and about, right, talking to people, looking good, I started feeling like I was finding a way back to myself. One step, one activity, one new feeling at a time, I made my way back to the woman that knows her worth. And now the way I express love is from a place of detachment because I found safety and security within myself first. And it took a lot for me to become that girl, but I'm glad I'm finally here and I can be a mirror of what's possible to you. As a matter of fact, I'm only mirroring where you're going if you're not there already. So once again, I hope you found so much value in this episode. And ladies, as much as I love receiving your messages in my DMs and your reviews, I'm going to need you to go to Apple Podcasts so that I can push out this podcast to more women that need to hear messages like this. Thank you so much for your support. I love you guys so much. Stay tuned for the next episode.